Mission Mobilization Chats with Ryan Shaw, Multiplying Mission Mobilization Movements. This podcast is powered by Global Mission Mobilization Initiative. Subscribe, watch, and listen on YouTube today. Find more exciting resources, teachings, and tools for mission mobilization on globalmmi.net. All right, we are excited about this uh, third episode of our brand new Mission Mobilization Chats podcast. So we are considering in these podcasts cutting-edge content related to mission mobilization in our denominations, in our church networks, in our organizations, and of course, in our local uh, ministries. So in our last episode, we sought to provide some background understanding for this entity that God is raising up that we are calling the Mission Mobilization Movement. So this movement, we know it's made up of many different ministries, many different organizations, mobilization tools, courses, all these different groups together that are emphasizing this idea of mission mobilization across the church uh, today. So in this uh, next episode, or in this current episode, we want to continue to lay a little fundamental groundwork related to what we are seeking to accomplish uh, in and through this mission mobilization movement. Now, we know that the vast majority of believers in local churches globally are primarily not focused on these big picture picture issues. Mostly, uh, believers in local churches, we can kind of say it's easy for us to get kind of bogged down and just be about me and my life, right? Uh, how my life can be a little bit better, how I can get a better job maybe, have a little bit more money, have a little bit more better relationships, a little more convenient life. So I like to call this tendency that we often have a tunnel vision. So instead of having God's bigger picture constantly uh, kind of driving our focus and our emphasis as the global church, We allow tunnel vision to sidetrack us. We get focused on me and my life instead of the Abrahamic covenant. You remember God spoke to Abraham. I want to bless you, Abraham. Why? So that you can be a blessing to many nations. So my blessing really isn't just for me. So this idea of me and my life and kind of that's all as a born again believer is not the the focal point that the Lord uh, has for us. So, but... As we said, this is kind of a a vast majority uh, of us. And again, that's not a criticism. It's just the reality of where we are right now, which really propels the need for this mission mobilization movement that we're talking about. So this large majority in the body of Christ, you know, we do often hear lip service related to cross-cultural mission and the Great Commission, but it's generally seen as for somebody else. Okay, so we hear people talk about it. We hear churches talk about it periodically. But it's generally in the framework of this isn't necessarily for all of us to be participating in some way in. It's for just a few individuals. And we generally look at those as a few professional missionaries. But the Holy Spirit has something very, very different on his heart. He has a different purpose for every believer and local ministry. So the Lord is wanting to shift the paradigm, so that every believer begins to see their own redemption. So every believer is redeemed through the precious blood of the Lamb. 
right? We are to see that redemption as being for the purpose of practically engaging in Jesus' great commission. But most of us don't see it like that. Okay, most of us kind of see, well, Jesus saved me. I'm going to heaven someday. I've got my fire insurance, right? I'm getting out of hell, and I'm just kind of waiting for the Lord to take me away. The Lord says, no, no, no. Yes, you will be with me for eternity in heaven. But I have such a bigger picture than just that. I want you to be engaged in fulfilling the Great Commission. My redemption is actually for that purpose. So it's not only just for taking us away to heaven someday. The very redemption of Jesus is for the purpose of creating a body that can be used by his own hand among all uh, the ethnic people groups. So I love this. This is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look into this a little bit more in Scripture uh, in a moment. But what I love about this emphasis of the Lord is he never pushes us towards it. And that's why we can look honestly at the body of Christ and say, uh, many are not engaging with this primary purpose of their redemption, okay? Because the Holy Spirit will not push us in that way. He's gentle in his prodding, and he's seeking a people who willingly and even voluntarily uh, offers ourselves because of the depth of our gratitude. So we say, wow, Jesus, thank you for all that you've done for me in redemption, how can I not align with your heart to be activated in this grand purpose uh, that you called the Great Commission? Now, the worldwide mission of the body of Christ did not originate with human leadership, kind of just saying, well, I think or we think this might be a good idea for the church to, to branch out and, and reach all these peoples. No, it originated, we know, right, through the book of Acts, with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's chief end is to glorify Jesus through the fulfillment of the Great Commission and the making of, of love-consumed disciples, multitudes of them, from every single uh, ethnic people background. Now, part of the reason for some of our, our incorrect paradigms, and paradigm just means perspective. So our perspectives sometimes are kind of based on our own desires instead of necessarily having a perspective based on the Lord's desires. So part of some of the, the, the incorrect perspective that we see of many of these believers is often comes back to us as mission mobilizers, us in the mission mobilization movement, because sometimes we've emphasized in mission mobilization kind of the recruiting of a few missionaries. Okay, And that's good. That's a part of it. But instead, the big picture of mission mobilization, our primary calling is actually to help the global church grasp this big picture purpose of what God is doing in this age. Meaning between his first coming and his second coming, what is the primary purpose that Jesus has given to the whole body of Christ? It's very clear in all of the gospels. It's very clear all through the New Testament. The purpose of God in this age before he returns in his second coming is the fulfillment uh, of the Great Commission. So this needs to be our emphasis in mission mobilization. But we've often reduced it to let's recruit a few missionaries and then we've done our job. Okay? And obviously mission mobilization includes recruiting new workers for the global harvest. Absolutely. But it is much, much bigger than this. I want to say it's fundamentally bigger than this in that it empowers, our main role in the mission mobilization movement is to empower believers and churches 
to grasp and orient their lives around this big picture purpose of God among all the ethnic peoples of the earth. Now, if this will happen, this primary purpose, not just recruiting a few missionaries, if we'll get the church to grasp and to orient themselves in a fundamentally different way, then, of course, we're going to see new message-bearer teams. These are new missionary teams that will be scattered to near-culture unreached people groups as well as distant-culture uh, unreached people groups. So, of course, we're going to see more message-bearers. We're going to see more missionaries. But in addition to just seeing a few more workers raised up, that's been generally what we focused on in mission mobilization, where the Lord is saying, no, I want to see my church embody and integrate my vision of the church existing for the big picture purpose of God among all these ethnic people groups. If we will get the church focused on that, in addition to seeing a few people raised up, all the other key roles in fulfilling the Great Commission then will also be met, and we will move much, much faster towards this fulfillment of the Great Commission. So how do we do this? Well, the core starting place is for believers and churches alike to grasp the primary purpose of the coming of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we misunderstand the reason behind the coming of the Holy Spirit. So the coming of the Holy Spirit is to supernaturally equip Jesus' followers for his mission to every diverse ethnic people group across the whole planet. Did you know that? That the coming of the Holy Spirit, let me say that again, is for the purpose to supernaturally equip Jesus' followers for his mission to every diverse ethnic people group on the planet. So what we've generally tended to do as the body of Christ is, bought, is buy into a limited view of God and his purposes. So this is what is fueling this common misconception that lesser purposes should dominate the life of a believer or should dominate the life of a local church. This tunnel vision that I just mentioned a few moments ago. So it's essential then that we return to a biblical overview of what the Holy Spirit prioritizes. Okay, so this will enable us, us meaning the global church, okay, we want to help the global church to return to this, uh, this biblical overview of what the Holy Spirit is focusing on. Because this will then align the global church with the Holy Spirit's big picture purposes now uh, in the Great Commission. So let's look into this a little bit. So as we learn about the Holy Spirit and his purposes in the world, we come quickly to the conclusion that the Great Commission is central on heaven's agenda. The Holy, or, or the Great Commission is not just kind of a side issue. Right now, it's being treated as a bit of a side issue in most of the body of Christ. So maybe a local church has a missions committee that kind of just operates over to the side somewhere, but isn't necessarily integral in the life of that local church fellowship. Or the Great Commission is on the mission statement or the vision statement of the denomination that your church is a part of, yes. But when we dig a little bit deeper and we start talking about, well, how is this practically being worked out? We realize it's put on the side. Okay, so the Great Commission has become kind of this side issue, practically speaking, in the global body of Christ. But on the Holy Spirit's agenda, on the Father's agenda, on the Son's 
agenda, on heaven's agenda, the Lord is saying, no, I want this great commission thing to be absolutely central. It's not just a side item to be placed over on the side uh, somewhere. So let's look at this a little bit in the New Testament itself. So if we break down the New Testament, we can say it can be divided. In many ways, we could divide it up, obviously. But for the sake of this talk, we want to divide it up into two distinct portions. Okay? So we can have two distinct volumes, you could say, of the New Testament. So volume number one, we can say is the Gospels. Volume number two is the book of Acts, all the way through the end of the New Testament, the book of Revelation. These two separate volumes, the Gospels and then the book of Acts through the book of Revelation. Okay? So the four Gospels are the first volume that we can say. So what's happening in the four Gospels? Well, uh, we are told about what Jesus began to do and to teach, right? We're, we have the ministry, the life and the ministry of Jesus revealed right before our eyes in a dramatic narrative moving through his life and moving through his teachings. Okay, and this takes us, the Gospels, all the way up to his ascension. Okay, so it takes us through his life, his ministry, his death and resurrection, all the way until the ascension to the right hand of the Father. That's volume one, the Gospels. Then we move into volume two with the beginning of the book of Acts. So the beginning of Acts opens up volume number two. And what we can say in volume two is that it opens up. So the book of Acts all the way through the book of Revelation reveals what some have called the church age. And I like that description, the church age. Because what the Lord is doing uh, from the time of the, the book of Acts all the way through the book of Revelation, what the Lord is doing in this church age is working out his global purposes through the church as his primary vessel among all the ethnic people groups. That is the focal point based on Jesus' own great commission that he gave us at the end uh, of his ministry before he ascended to the right hand of the Father. So the second volume, starting with the book of Acts, reveals to us what Jesus continues to do and to teach, right? So the Gospels, the first volume, reveals what Jesus did in his earthly life and ministry. Okay, volume two now reveals what he continues to do, but not physically. He's ascended to the right hand of the Father. The coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost started the book of Acts, right? Which empowered and really uh, created the church, right? And then the Lord empowered us now to continue to do that work first through the apostolic church in the book of Acts and the early church uh, throughout the rest of the New Testament. But the rest of the New Te Testament also takes place during all of this church age. So what can we conclude? Well, volume one finishes with the death and resurrection of Jesus. Volume two opens with the ascension of Jesus and the birth of the church, right? So volume two starts with the birth of the church in the book of Acts, and then reveals the revel or the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, which gives the life, the empowering, the essential kind of focus, the enabling to the church, the outpouring of the Spirit at Pentecost to empower the church to do, to continue to do what Jesus began to do in the Gospels. So accompanying this life or, or this birth of the church is the person of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And he is the empowerment for the church to continue to do the work of Jesus in the world. So the church then, the church age then that we are a part of, 
okay, from the book of Acts all the way to the book of Revelation, which concludes with the second coming of Jesus. So what we can say then is that we, in 2020, we are a part of that age. The same Holy Spirit that moved in power in the early church, book of Acts, all through the New Testament, is the same Holy Spirit that's seeking to empower us today and seeking to uh, uh, prepare a global corporate church that is available and willing to function according to Jesus' prescribed ways, which means a global corporate church today that is willing to cooperate with the fulfillment of the Great Commission. That is our calling. Now, in Mark chapter 13, Jesus gives his uh, apocalyptic discourse, right? He's looking to the end of the age in Mark, Mark chapter thir uh, 13. It's a parallel passage, actually, in Matthew chapter 24 and 25 and Luke chapter 21 as well. But in Mark 13, Jesus is looking ahead to the difficulties and tribulations that the church, us, will experience at the end of the age, right before his second coming. So he's giving kind of a, a, a somber outlook to his church. And in the midst of this outlook, he communicates two very important truths about this church age that we just described. So between uh, the, the uh, book of Acts and the book of Revelation, this church age that we are a part of, Jesus links two very important truths. What are those very important truths? Well, first... He clarifies that this age, this church age that we are a part of from the book of Acts, from the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, all the way up till Jesus' second coming uh, in the book of Revelation that we find, Jesus says, this age is about one primary thing. Go back and look it up yourself, Mark chapter 13. One primary thing. Not churches involved in all kinds of different activities. That's generally what we see today. Jesus highlights one primary activity. What is it? That the gospel is meant to be preached to all the ethnic groups. That is our mandate, right? So Jesus' mission when he walked the earth, in those three years of his ministry, his ministry was exclusively focused actually on the Jews. But with the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, this would dramatically change because now, with the Holy Spirit coming, the doors were opened to all the ethnic groups. And uh, Jesus is clear, I want you going out to all the Gentiles now. Gentiles just means non-Jews. So his ministry was focused on the Jewish people in those three years. Now, with the coming of the Holy Spirit and with the giving of the Great Commission, he says, no, now you, body of Christ, you are meant to be about all the unreached uh, ethnic people groups. So that's the first thing that he, the first truth that he links in Mark chapter 13. He's looking to the end of the age, the difficulties, the tribulations, but then he highlights in the midst of the difficulties, I'm going to do such a work through you that my priority will be accomplished. What's that priority? The gospel being preached among all the ethnic peoples. Now the second linked truth with this. He highlights the fact that this primary mission, this primary purpose of the church, will be marked by the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, empowers this, or births the church, then empowers that church for one singular purpose. What's that? To preach the gospel to all the ethnic people groups. So right now in the global body of Christ, we're a little bit confused, maybe I could say. We've got all these activities that we give so much time and attention and money and effort towards, and that's good, that's right, at, at some level. 
But then when we pull back a little bit and we look at this big picture purpose, we see a primary emphasis that Jesus consistently returns to and that the Holy Spirit is consistently seeking to grab our attention with. So the Comforter, another name, right, for the Holy Spirit, was not sent merely to make us comfortable as individuals. Sometimes we believe this. We have this kind of idea, well, he's just kind of an inner reality in my life, and he is that, but he's much more than that. He was sent through Pentecost and sent now in empowering us. His purpose is to make us fiery message bearers who are preaching the revelation of God through Jesus Christ with boldness and supernatural love operating in our spirits. So we can say then that the Holy Spirit was sent to enable, to empower, and to equip the global body of Christ to do the works that Jesus did when he walked the earth. So we're continuing the works of Jesus through his life and ministry in the Gospels, now in volume two of the New Testament, which we are a part of. He's now doing his work in and through us. So the Holy Spirit was sent to reap a mighty harvest through a submitted and surrendered body of devoted people called the global body of Christ who are working out Jesus' purposes among all the ethnic peoples of the earth. This is our identity. So again, to say that, well, we've got our church and just a few people on the side that are focused on mission, that is a, a misconception of the core identity of the body of Christ that Jesus wants us to be, that the Holy Spirit has empowered us to be. So this is a, 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 still a true statement today about the Holy Spirit, that he has come to empower the people of God, not just in the New Testament, but today in order that we are able to fulfill the Great Commission. Now, this is a bit of a contrary idea, uh, even a little bit controversial in some churches. They say, no, the Holy Spirit is just kind of given to me uh, as an internal gift uh, to, to help me, guide me a little bit through my life, make my life a little bit more comfortable. No. Yes, that is maybe a little bit true, but that's not the end of the story. That's the point. So we want to see the bigger picture. So the conclusion then is clear. The Holy Spirit is consistently seeking to lift the sights of the global body of Christ, us, to engage with his primary purpose in this age. It's not just mission mobilization. is not just about recruiting a few missionaries, okay? Yes, we do need many, many more, but we have to go about it his way, helping the body of Christ see the big picture of the, the church engaging with his primary purpose in this age. So mission mobilization then is meant to call the whole church to prioritize and emphasize mobilizing and equipping every disciple to see their redemption as being partly participating in the Great Commission. That means every born-again believer has a role in the Great Commission. Now, it does not mean every born-again believer will go as a cross-cultural message bearer. But every single born-again disciple, because of the redemptive life of Jesus that he's given to us, we now are empowered by the Holy Spirit to have a role in fulfilling uh, the Great Commission. So as mission mobilizers, it's very, very necessary for us to align with, this Holy, uh, the, with the Holy Spirit's agenda. Not just a few missionaries, not just recruiting a few more missionaries, 
but helping to reorient the global church at large with the New Testament perspective of the importance of mission. So we've seen through this chat today that mission is the big picture purpose on the heart of Jesus. It's the big picture purpose on the heart of the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit actually that enables us to be able to effectively go forth and do this purpose. So mission mobilization has to be about more than merely just recruiting a few missionaries. That's the point here. We want to return to the big picture purpose and call churches, call campus ministries, call uh, many different types, call denominations back to this core uh, change of paradigm. The Lord's wanting to shift paradigms in our day really in a very dramatic way. And we in this mission mobilization movement, we are on the cutting edge of that. We get to help local churches change the paradigm, change the perspective. We get to empower pastors, empower uh, leaders to be able to help their members. So it's not just us mobilizing their members. No, we want to empower pastors and leadership teams to be the greatest mobilizers on the planet so that they're helping their whole church change the paradigm so that the church begins to operate truly as the Lord intended, being this body that's engaged in the fulfillment of the Great Commission on many differing levels. Amen? Let's close uh, in prayer for this uh, mission mobilization chat. Lord, we thank you that we've seen in this chat this big picture purpose. Lord, and that you want us in the mission mobilization movement, you want your church mobilizing for this big picture purpose. Lord, we've sometimes minimized the mission mobilization message. We've limited it. Lord, we've made it out to be something smaller than what you intended. Lord, we've kind of bought into this idea that believers are just going to kind of be about me and my life. Lord, when that's not your vision, your vision is that they would take off those blinders, those, those tunnel vision things, and that whole churches would recognize this vital role that they have in fulfilling the Great Commission, that they would buy into that truth. Lord, that pastors would fully buy into that truth. Lord, not necessarily just kind of giving lip service to missions as a side entity, but bringing it back to its core purpose. We are the global body of Christ. That's our identity meant to be the vessel that you use, Jesus, and that you use, Holy Spirit, to fulfill your great commission. Lord, reorient us. Change our paradigms, Lord, in the church, even in mission mobilization circles, so that we can be used of your hand to see churches transformed, to see denominations transformed, aligned with your big picture purpose. Lord, we love you and we know this is your heartbeat. We know this is your will and that you will answer prayer that is in line with your will. And because this is in line with your will, we look for your answer. Lord, we look for your moving in the hearts of multitudes of churches and denominations in the coming uh, months and years. Lord, we thank you for that. We bless your mighty name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We thank you for participating in this mission mobilization chat. And we invite you to share this with your friends uh, as you feel led. God bless you. To listen to more mission mobilization chats, subscribe on YouTube or go to globalmmi.net.